Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Hello everyone and welcome along to week four of term three, episode 22 of See Me After Class. This week I'm going a little bit rogue and Chris is off to Auckland for a hui with some like-minded professionals to discuss some of the changes coming to NCEA. So I thought I would just take over a little bit. I do have to fess up to you all um, and admit that we were missing from the airwaves last week due to a wee bit of poor planning and a visit on my part to my in-laws. We were just, Chris and I were just speaking the other day about how much we hope next year to have some timetabled non-contact time together. Um, At the moment, given that I teach what we might call a full load, my non-contact time is Um, minimal for a secondary teacher but it just so happens every time I'm free Chris has a class and every time he's free I have a class so um, I do find this year I have been able to get a little bit more done in my non-contact time uh, because in previous years when we have been scheduled together for this we spend so much time talking but I do again have to admit these conversations um, I think are ones that have provided me with such a huge amount of learning and I really can't complain. I miss them so much. So it's actually timetabling I wanted to talk about today. Um, and lots of schools around New Zealand, um, Mac being one of them, are beginning to plan for 2020. One of the things that's currently being examined for us is the timetable. So every year that I've been at MAC, which is nearly four, um, and I know for many years prior, we've had a unique system in the English department for our level one and two NCEA classes. And these classes have been timetabled to run in the same lines. This means that any student, every student who takes English, which is all of them, at level one, finds themselves in an English classroom at the same time as the rest of their cohort. And it's the same for the students who take English at level two. Um, and this this timetabling organisation has allowed us to offer something pretty unique to the students. Every single year, for the time that I've been here, and as I said, many beforehand, um, students at level one and level two in English have selected their teacher and their course of study. Now, as far as I know, this is something that Chris implemented um, when he was the head of department at, at Mac before he went overseas. And um, I have to say, I'm so grateful that he did implement this system because I've come to really love it. Some of you might be thinking, what the heck? Students choosing their teachers, that just seems crazy. I can assure you, at the beginning of um, 2016 as a first year teacher I was pretty intimidated by the prospect of all of this and I'm hoping that you'll bear with me for a little bit while I explain how it all sort of works. I'm going to use the level one program to explain how the system works but it's the same for the level twos. So 
the beginning of the year rolls around and we do all of our um, initial sort of start up of the year and the first day that all of our students are in in their, t in their timetabled classes we gather the year 11 students during their English period and every teacher promotes their course of learning for the year. Um, the teachers have all designed uh, at some point over the holidays spent time designing their programs of learning which reflect the areas in which they might have a strength as a practitioner or um, follow something that they um, that they think is a valuable thing for our students to learn. This means that each teacher is delivering something different um, with texts that are unique to their course. Each of the programs offers the same number of credits and students are able to get um, subject endorsements in any of the programs regardless of their choices. So we, the teachers, stand at the front of the year group and essentially we sell our courses to them. And I always find this really nerve-wracking. I always have, I always feel incredibly nervous before this. Um, but I think it's because it really matters. The students hear about the different courses. So they hear about Chris's level one course, which is built around ambition and the study of Macbeth. And then they listen as I explain that my class will be exploring F. Scott Fitzgerald's American Dream and the Great Gatsby in the 1920s. Um, and then it goes on and on and on. Anyway, once all the teachers have presented, students um, have a bit of time to make their choices, generally around the 24-hour mark because we're hoping to get them into classes as quickly as we can to get hit the ground running. But they, they have time at the end of the presentations to go and speak to the teachers, to ask whatever questions that they need to ask to find out more about the program. Um, and now we use an online form to submit choices. When I first arrived, we had little pieces of paper that we'd sit and sort. And it was, it was, it was entertaining because we all sat around together and you'd all, all be looking at what the students had written on their piece of paper. Anyway, now we look at um, their online forms and that this allows many of them to go home, to talk with their parents, read the course outlines in more depth um, and so on and so forth. But some of them do really just know on the spot because they work well maybe with a particular teacher or a particular style or they're particularly interested in um, one of the uh, courses that's been um, explain. So some take their time, some know straight away. It's really up to them to figure out how they want to um, make their make their choices. And I can possibly see what some of you might be thinking right now. What if one teacher has chosen more than others? Um, well, interestingly, it, ca it could happen. However, our students, I think, are just as different as we are as teachers and it all seems to even itself out in the end. They are asked to rank all of the courses in order of preference um, and they're not guaranteed their first choice because you know sometimes a course seems possibly more appealing than than others um, or there's a particularly big group of students interested in, in, in one particular area but they do usually get their first second or third choice. Um, the final decision over who goes where lies with us um, and, and their teachers and for this reason on their form they're given space to present an argument about why they should get their first choice and so if they really want that class then they have that they have this um, little part of the form that they can write a really strong um, argument as to why they should get it. Eventually it all connects it all falls into place and we end up with um, all five English classes sorted I think it was five this year at level one and um, and everyone generally is pretty happy. I'll let you hear shortly what some of the students think of this project uh, process as I, I went out to talk to some of them um, in the lunch hour 
And I got a bit of a point of view from, from three different senior levels who have all been through this process at least once. But if I'm speaking from my point of view, which given I am, um, I believe this gives them an unprecedented level of choice and really true agency. They respect and appreciate this when, they've, when, they're, when they're made aware at the beginning of the year how the whole system works and how much... Um, responsibility is placed on them for making this choice they they do respect and appreciate that the whole process and I do believe it's part of the reason why we have such success as a department we have content learners who feel like their voice is valued and listened to and they have some um, some element of control over their own learning but I think we also have content teachers and I can say from my point that I am I am four years into being at Mount Aspiring College looking down the barrel of my fifth year and I can't really imagine being anywhere else right now. A huge part of this process um, that makes it so, makes it work so well is actually the designing of the program and how a teacher, each individual teacher has to consider developing a cohesive approach to the literature they're, they're chosen to study. And so I've worked over the last four years to design and implement my courses at all levels and I haven't kept everything exactly the same every year. The only program that's remained similar from the very first year is my level one course and I've maintained simply the core text. Everything else throughout the last four years has experienced some kind of a change. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but... It's, it is hard work when, when, when you're sitting there in the summer holidays looking down the barrel of another year and you're thinking about what worked well last year, what you'd like to change, what some of the student feedback has been. Um, you have to go out and do your own learning and many hours of thinking and planning. But part of the brilliance of the system is how fresh it keeps you as a teacher. You're constantly evaluating your program. You're looking to approach things in a new manner because you know that next year you basically face the ultimate test. You have to convince a group of teenagers that your course is worth, um, that <laughs> that my course is worth the, their time. You know, studying the 100-year-old um, text is actually going to be a valuable experience for them. The students are incredibly honest and if your course is light on the uptake, then you kind of know that as an educator, you have to take a good look at what you're doing and make some changes and go and do some learning. So this is basically the program and how it works. But I guess why I've brought it up is that we're at this point of the year as a school um, where we look to draft a timetable for next year. And our leaders have presented us with this idea that maybe we should split the lines so that the program can no longer run quite how it has done so successfully and with great reception from students, parents, educators alike for many years. Um, Chris is often the one who's better at being a little bit more controversial, but I will go out on a limb here and say I, I strongly believe it would be a shame to lose this. It is such a powerful program. The, 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 the uptake from the students, the investment that they make into their learning is, well, you know, astronomical. And so I think that um, I, I, I want to keep it so badly, not just for myself, but for them, because I know that, as you'll hear very shortly, they really, really get invested in this system. So Chris and I, led by our Hologina um, have presented this case to our senior leaders of the school who are now, we hope, considering what we've said to them. And, and I hope that there is a path forward that, that leads us to being able to maintain this 
incredible program that, that has been developed over so many years. And if I remember rightly, you know, Chris set this up so many years ago. So, um, you know, it's t- it's been tried and true over the course of many, many years. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, and this is always the part that I find interesting, um, I caught up with some of the students in year 11, 12 and 13 at lunchtime about this unique method in English. And I think I'll leave you to listen to what they have to say. As always, please sing out or be in touch if you've got any thoughts to feed into this conversation or you've got any questions. Um, as always, we'd love to hear from you. Um, thanks so much for listening to me this week. And I'm going to leave you now with our students. So now I'm with the year 11s and um, it's their first year where they've been able to select their English course and I mean I'm surrounded by girls and Zach so that's fun <laughs> but um, girls and Zach, how did you find the process of selecting your English course? Did you enjoy it? Not enjoy it? Too much pressure? What? How did it go? It was good. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was a fantastic experience. Why, why is that Abby? <laughs> um, because you guy uh, it was really easy yeah it was just like I knew what I wanted to do yeah it was yeah nice. I find it's good how the students like got a voice cool yeah I liked it because um usually you want to like you try hard on something that you like want to do so it's good that everyone got to pick it so then they can like try hard in that subject yep and cool. knowing the content so well, my class isn't doing any like speeches or anything and for people who's like who enjoys that then it's good you think you're not doing speeches well I don't know we haven't done any yet yeah. Piper's speaking up saying we are doing speeches just no, not I yet I want to do speeches too um, and it's like a good opportunity to like see which teacher you gel like you think you'll gel with the most and like if your teacher understands you it's like better for your learning and if How? you have a favourite teacher you can go with that one it was good actually like seeing the teachers present because then you kind of got their vibe a little bit more yeah, yeah. oh Mr Nyhoff is now being searched for by Claire. Hi Claire, we're recording for the podcast this week. Oh. Yeah. We're no, Murray's. I think he went down there. Yeah, he went that way. <laughs> Quick intermission. Um, girls and Zach, did anybody, how much thought did you put into your choices? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot. What did you do to decide? I just pros and cons list. Yeah? <laughs> did you talk about it at home with anybody? Yeah, my talk family. To, like siblings and like older people, just to see what they think about the subjects. Yeah. But the content of the subjects. Yeah, cool. And like look a bit more into like the subject, like what you're teaching about and stuff. Yeah. So did anybody read the course outlines and things that were all published on the uh, website? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Piper yeah. didn't. I only picked Chris because I like him. Oh, I'm not sure if that. <laughs> I'm not sure if that picked up, but Piper just said I picked Chris because I like him and I don't like English. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Okay. So we put some thought into it and happy. Yeah. 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 Stoked. Yeah, yeah. Love so. English. Awesome. Looking forward to it next year? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. No, I'm dropping. <laughs> oh, team. Hey, thanks for speaking to me, girls. Okay. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. You too. I'm sitting here with some of our year 13s who are looking down the barrel of their last term and a half and they've all been students that have been able to choose their courses at level one and two for English and team, I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on this. Yeah, it was cool being able to choose teachers and course. Like a mixture of the two meant you had more um, options and as Mr Fade says, options give you margins. Um, yeah, it's cool to choose because then you know what you're getting into kind of. And like the second year round it was good to know the teacher's teaching style because then you get to choose what works well with you as well as like your interest. Cool. Um, I like it, it was good because 
you chose a teaching style you liked and the genre you liked opposed to just getting thrown into something you didn't want to do but it was kind of stressful when you'd like pick and then you didn't know if you're actually going to get in there or not so you're just like waiting Yes, it gave me more freedom you got different genres to pick like with um the one I chose last year in level two was about prejudice. Meanwhile, Miss Plunkett had, uh, what, what did you guys say? We did, we did, yeah, gothic fiction in level oh, two. Oh, gothic fiction, yeah. So it kind of catered to other people's interests, yeah, which is why I found it pretty good. Yeah, cool. And so Glover and Callum, who are sitting here, uh, and Jamie was taking English at level three, but prioritised elsewhere, which I totally understand. Um, you're taking level, level three English. Do you think the fact that you've been able to pick things you've enjoyed in English maybe has contributed to taking level three English or not really? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. if I just got put in a class that I didn't like what I was doing, I'd have just dropped it. Okay, cool. Callum? <coughs> not really. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Why'd you take English at level three then? Uh, just for reading credits. Okay. Awesome, thanks team. So I'm sitting outside in the quad, which is this really beautiful setting with all the cherry trees. There's an aeroplane over here, the sun is shining, it's gorgeous, and the level three girls are sitting around feeling, oh, level three, I've made you a year older than what you are. Level two girls are sitting around giggling because they're finding this so embarrassing. But Maggie's agreed to talk to me. And Maggie, I wanted to ask you how you feel about um, the fact that you've been able to choose English courses for the last couple of years. Yes, I like it because we can choose um, what course we can do and which one interests us. Yeah. yeah, and are there things that you take into consideration when choosing a course? Um, yes. How many speaking things I have to do? Yep. <laughs> Anything um, else? What the like idea like I don't know like the idea is like yep. that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah, and the teacher who the teacher is. All right. Yeah. Have you um like felt you've made good choices over the last couple of years? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. So you've enjoyed it? Yes, I've enjoyed it. Cool. <laughs> Are you going to take English next year? No. Oh, why not? Um, because I don't like the speaking part of it. Okay, so that really puts you off. Yeah, that, that really puts, puts people me off, off, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, Ashley's shaking her head and even though like she doesn't talk. Like, that's like one of like the three things and I can't deal with it. Good skill though. Yeah. Like one day, maybe many years from now, you might look mm -hmm. back and thank your English teacher for that skill. Yeah, I've, d I've done it many years now, so it's fine. <laughs> You've checked it's it all over now. Okay, thanks for talking to me, Maggie. That's okay. reach Renee. There's about one of three places I could be right now. The first is something to do with netball, the second is in the garden, and the third is by the fire with my cat. Please leave a message and I'll talk to you as soon as I can. Bye. Goodness me Renee, that answer phone message is just a little bit too much information. <laughs> hey, I think you are the greatest. I'm here in Auckland editing together our podcast, which I can't really call our podcast this time because you did it all by yourself and I love it. And I feel so grateful to you for taking the time to do a profile on the Student Choice Program because it was my invention in the first place. And it is something I feel really proud of, both conceptually and in practice. And I loved your student interviews, even though they say things they wish they wouldn't say. 
they always tell us the truth, don't they? So I haven't changed or edited anything out of what you've done. I've just put it all together. I just wanted to say at the end that there's a bit more material on this. So linked to the show notes for this week's podcast, you can go and see a documentary that was done on this uh, scheme for student selection of courses. And you can also look at the student selection booklets. So if you're interested in looking more into this and you don't want to find out more by contacting us, you can just follow those links and see how it all works. Catch you all next week, and thanks so much, Renee. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>